Welcome to Backtracks Aerosmith Revisited. That little piece of music you're hearing from is the track Awakening the Dream from our very own Scott Haskin and his new album, The Shattered Room. I don't know about you, but I want to go running on in slow motion on a beach somewhere right now, a la Chariots of Fire. My name is Corey Morissette, uh, joined as always by the aforementioned composer of this track, Scott Haskin. How are you doing, Scott? I'm doing great. Thanks for playing that, Corey. Uh, the album, uh, this is my 31st album, just came out, and... Um... Yeah, this is one of my favorite tracks on the album. Hold up, 31st album, is that correct? 31st, mm-hmm. Gee whiz. Like, I don't have any friends, you know. Where, I just, where the hell do you find that time? Like, you're, you're 23 years old. How the hell do you have 31 albums? <laughs> I, I wish double that and add a few, but uh, yeah. <laughs> All right, and also joining us, speaking of doubling that and adding a few, it's our good friend, John Mariano. How you doing, Johnny? I'm, I'm doing fine. I got, I got a couple comments there, but I've been sitting quiet for quite a while at this point. I know, I know, I'm sorry. Um, First of all, Scott, let us know when you get to 37. 37 is a really special number to me. <laughs> it is. S- s- second, um, this doesn't make me want to run on a beach. I'll be honest with you. I don't want to run anywhere, let alone on a beach. There's too much sand. It's hot. It's sticky. Um, but I'm really, really digging this. I'm digging this so much. Guys, can we vote now to take the movie off of the mixtape? <laughs> And add Awakening onto it. Interesting. What do you think, Scott? I think there might be a rights issue with Aerosmith. I'd have to talk to their management and see how to negotiate that with their Performing Rights Society. But we could certainly revisit that in a future episode or or never. <laughs> i tell you what, I'm listening to this track. I dig it as well. It's missing, uh, m- missing a voice, missing a singer, John. Uh, do you think you can come up with some lyrics and, and maybe lay down a vocal track for Mr. Haskin here? Hmm. <laughs> He's trying so hard, folks. <laughs> he just did finger guns. Let me tell you something. We're going to replace the movie <laughs> with Awakening today. Oh, yeah. That's oh. right. There we go. Well done, John. That's mm. Awakening the Dream. But Scott, maybe tell the folks where they can get the album. There are a couple of different versions of the album. You can get the standard album on iTunes and Amazon. You can uh, stream it on Spotify. But the deluxe version is on my Bandcamp only. And you can find that through my website at www.scotthaskin.com. I tell you, go to Bandcamp. You got to get the deluxe version. Uh, There's a great track on there called Africa. I'm a little ticked off, though, because you weren't blessing the rains. Uh, It it wasn't the total version. It was completely different, but it it was still good. It was still good. Well, thank you. I can't do the Picaro shuffle on Rosanna. And until I do that, I don't feel I, I have the right to do anything with their music. Fair enough. 
and I've I've had a couple of friends sell, sell, sell their music on Bandcamp. It's a fantastic app. So like, yeah. I, I know I know what you're thinking right now. I don't want. I have a lot of apps on my phone. I don't want to download another app. Listen, I know you. I know you're on like Facebook or Instagram or something right now, and you're looking at those ads for those games, like the, do the math stuff. And it's like, oh, I want to beat this guy or beat that guy. And it's like all done with really bad math. And it's made by a guy who doesn't know how to add or subtract or anything. And, and it really annoying you. And you download that game anyway. Instead of downloading that crappy app, download Bandcamp and buy Scott's album. Well, thank you, John. And you guys actually don't even have to download the app. You can just go right to the website, sign in uh, for free, and you can follow artists there. A lot of great independent artists on there. My band, Era Patches, is on there as well. And uh, lots of great music. That's another really good album, actually. I, I really admired your drumming on that record, actually, yeah, Scott. Oh, I, thank I li- you. I haven't listened to the whole thing yet. I'm a few tracks in, but uh, the, the drumming really stood out. And I know John, kind of the drum expert on the panel. What did you think? I thought it was um, there's a word I'm thinking of. Okay. Um, this is going to be a highly shit. technical drum turn, I know. It, it, you know, you know I, 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 I thought it was going to be a little bit of pitter-patter. Uh-huh. I thought it was going to be a little bit of the thump-thumps. But it was really, it was really, really shimmery. You really can't say it any better than that. I'm glad he avoided the thump thumps, to be honest with you, and went more with the shimmer. Well, it's a classy band. I have to drum classy. Well, I guess. And uh, John, <laughs> I, I'm sure you've read all those books by now that uh, Scott sent our way. Uh, how are they? I, I've read three of them six times. Oh, good. Yeah. You can and, quiz me on them. And, and what's your review? My, my 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 review is that when you get to the third one um you might you might want to restart it only because it's so good and you might not want it to end so i've tried to create like an everlasting loop of of you know universal court book 1 universal court book 2 universal court book 3 but really universal court like two and a half and then i start over again because i don't want it to end Maybe I should have written three different endings like the movie Clue. There you go. Yeah, but, but the goal is to not get to the last page, Scott. Like, that's, that's true. I, I'm like the anti, like, you ever see that movie when Harry met Sally? Yes. Harry, Harry played by Billy Crystal in that movie, such a cynic that every book he, he gets, he reads the last page first in case he dies before he finishes reading it. And I'm like the opposite of that. Like, I don't want your book to end. So I keep jumping back to the beginning. I really appreciate that. Uh, there's got to be a song that you guys can cover from that movie on Backtrack's theme music. It had to be you from When Harry Met Sally. Absolutely. But maybe to help out our friend John Scott, maybe you could write some Universal Court stories in between the books. It's like 1.5, 2.5. So he has little, more content. Can, yeah, can I, side stories. Can I put in a request, Scott? Sure. Now that the Universal Court series is done with, with, with three books, mm-hmm. and being that I'm a huge fan of the original show I'm about to mention, can you write for me specifically a Universal Night Court series? Ooh, that would be very interesting. What cast are you thinking? Are you thinking original cast, Marky Post uh, time cast, or current cast? I'm always about the Marky Post. I, I'm a big Roz fan. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like that's when the show, the writers really gelled. And it has to be, you have to give me a little flavor of. There it yeah. is. That's the baseline I love. That's why we don't put the show on YouTube, guys. So 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 here, here's what you gotta do though. You gotta give me a little John Aston flavor. 
mm. too, as Harry's dad. But but I'm feeling much better now. I've been in a psych ward my entire life, and I'm out now. But I'm feeling much better now. What would happen if I messed up and used Sean Aston instead of John? I would be okay with that, as long as you also updated Mel Torme to maybe somebody more relevant to today's kids. I'm sure I could find somebody. Yeah. I'm a big Mel Torme fan because of the show, by the way. He's the only reason. That show's the only reason I knew who he was. Yeah. (laughs) With many other younger folks, I would imagine. But but when John... But when John Aston showed up, and I'm like, "Oh, that's Gomez Adams," I was mm-hmm. like, "Oh, I was like, I was like, wow, this show, this show is weird, and I love it." And and not just that, but the particular way he played that character, where he was present but zoned out at the same time, consistently on every episode. Yeah, loved yeah. it. So so Universal Universal Night Court coming soon to an Amazon store in AU. There you go, Universal Night Court coming soon to uh, the Scott Haskin. Uh, library of books uh, that he's got check out all of his stuff on scotthaskin.com uh, all of his albums all of his books all of his podcasts um you know video of him competing for mr olympia uh, way back in in 2013 a uh, <laughs> lot of great stuff on that website uh speaking of websites uh john mariano uh we got a new sponsor on the show maybe let's tell the folks about him sure there's this guy his name is uh ken knapsack i've never heard of him he's a podcaster and lately, he's been uh, doing a show called The Blathering, where he kind of just shares his stream of consciousness thoughts about the world. It's a little bit more serious, but he's a funny guy, so sometimes he tells it in a witty way. He's dealing with some serious topics lately, and um, it's very off the cuff. If, if you get a chance, um, go to the Knapsack Network on any of your podcast feeds and check him out. He's also got a um, YouTube channel, um, but you have to be a Patreon only. So if you go to Ken Knapsack's Patreon you you can go ahead and um, join that and see, see the video feed or just do the podcast and support them that way. Um, we're big supporters of Ken here and he's doing some great work over there. So if you get a chance, uh, go support him. Perfect. Thank you very much. And Scott Haskin, maybe let's tell the folks about all of our favorite shows on the Deep Dive Podcasting Network. The Deep Dive Podcasting Network. It's a, it's a circus of all kinds of music-related uh, podcasts. I mean, just about any uh, band that you'd want to hear about. We've got uh, our show, of course, Aerosmith Revisited. You guys do a show on film music called Backtracks Theme Music, which is one of my favorite shows. I, I check it out every week, except I haven't this week yet, but I will. And then we've got, uh, Corey, you do a show with our friend Mark Kameyer called And the Podcast Will Rock, All Things Van Halen. I do a show called The Magician's Podcast, All Things Uriah Heap. Our friends Nate and John do a show on Deep Purple called The Deep Purple Podcast. You probably saw that coming. The Simple Man does a show on Leonard Skinner called Skinner Reconsidered. Terry T-Bone Mathley has T-Bone's Prime Cuts on the other side. We have Riot Sabbath Bloody Podcast. Paul, Joe, and David at In the Lap of the Pods, All Things Queen. We have Andy and Matt at Hawk Binge. Eric and Jonathan at Maiden A to Z. Daniel, Josh, uh, Daniel and Josh at Diary of the Mad Men, the Ultimate Aussie Podcast. Ben and Sam at Universally Speaking, the Red Hot Chili Peppers Podcast. George and Hattie at the Judas Priest Cast. Clay and Ryan at North by South Podcast. Greg and Jonathan at So Far, So Pod, So What? We have Kevin at the Tom Petty Project. Same Kevin and his buddy Randy do a show called Seaside Pod Review. We have Quinn at Ann Volume for All. And Sav, Nick, Steve, and Mark at the Rock Roulette Podcast, inspired by the And the Podcast Will Rock podcast with their format of wheel-spinning songs. Oh, I don't so think it's they're a inspired. pretty good lineup. Yeah. <laughs> 
Uh, I think they were inspired by the prices, right? Uh, and the big wheel uh, there. Inspired, we'll, stolen. That was yeah, one of them. Yeah. Well, we'll give them all the credit, uh, but not nearly enough shows. Uh, we got to get more uh, deep dive podcasts on the deep dive podcast network. I know I keep uh, uh, poking Scott Haskin, uh, not literally, but figuratively that, Hey, we should do a Brian Adams show. And uh, I'm slowly starting to wear him down. So who knows, maybe 2025, you'll actually see that uh, on the deep dive podcast network. But if you got an idea for a show, heck, just do it. Uh, we got a guy uh, by the name of Chaz uh, who was listening to our Van Halen show and said, you know what? Uh, listen, to you guys kind of inspired me to go out and do my own show. And he uh, got himself the equipment, got himself a co-host, and his show is going to be dropping here in the next little week or two. Uh, all on the album uh, Lulu, the collaboration uh, from Lou Reed and Metallica. So that's mm. going to be interesting. I never uh, did listen to that. So uh, he sent me the first episode before it launched uh, to kind of get my thoughts on it. And I tell you, that music is really fucked up and weird. So I'm really <laughs> looking forward to the rest of this show. It's going to be really interesting. But, you know, get inspired. I, we heard from another guy who said, hey, I want to do a Hugh Lewis podcast now. Do it. Mm. Hugh Lewis is great. I would listen to that show. Absolutely. I hope uh, it's called I Want a New Pod. Exactly. Right. Like it, it has to be. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, or the mentioned... pod of rock and roll. Oh, Yeah. Uh, you mentioned um, uh, Metallica collaborations. I heard somebody, I don't know who did it, but they put the lyrics to, to the song One over uh, Land Down Under by Men at Work. And it was the weirdest thing I've ever heard. It actually worked. Oh, wow. I got to find that now. That would be amazing. It's kind of frightening, though. It's it's one of those things that you can't unhear once you've heard it. It's so, like uh, the Van Halen Fleece Navidad uh, mashup uh, from around Christmas time there. Yes. Yeah. yeah, exactly like that. <laughs> that one is really good, though. But we're here to talk Aerosmith. Yeah, Maybe let's let's, let's wait, get back wait, on track. Oh, shit. If you, no, no, no. Wait, wait a second. <laughs> we're, we're doing a Huey Lewis podcast, and we're not calling it Hip to Be Pod. Oh. That's the worst of the three. I disagree, because Scott seems like you're very excited about it. You know what? That is so catchy and so identifiable right off the bat. That's no. why I called it your Rye Heap, the Magician's Podcast, instead of just the Magician's Podcast, because people would have thought it was like about illusions and tricks right. and things. And and we actually did have the Magician's Podcast complain about the name of the show. <laughs> uh, they're like, you don't know how to spell it because I spelled it Magician uh, apostrophe S, and they said it should be S apostrophe. And like there was only one magician in the song, so <laughs> going to go with my way. <laughs> I tell you, pot of rock and roll. That's what you go with. Come on. Now help us out with good. John for for the name of the of a potential Brian Adams show. Uh, we have uh, cuts like a podcast was one suggestion. Uh, uh, every pod I do, I podcast it for you. Was the second one, and the third option was can't stop this pod we started. Which of those three do you like? Pod like a knife. Okay, that wasn't one of the options, but. <laughs> out of the three options i gave you because the three potential co-hosts each pitched it a, a title okay okay say them again i'll do it for real this time okay uh the first one was uh cuts like a podcast uh the second one was uh, uh every pod i do i podcast it for you and the third one was can't stop this pod we've started i feel like they're all too long hmm. Hmm. yeah 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 cuts, cuts like a pod is probably my favorite but I prefer like pod like a knife. It sounds like a show about getting stabby. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I, I think that's what John likes about it. It is. It is. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, you know, speaking of John fucking up, let's go back to last week because last week we covered uh, Dream On from Live Bootleg, and we all loved it. We all put it on the mixtape. Great, great stuff. 
But in our excitement, and this is totally John's fault, not mine, he forgot to put a new song on the dice for this week. So we have to take on Dream On from Live Bootleg and put on a new track. John, explain yourself. Uh, you, you know, I was excited. I was thinking about um, doing my new podcast, um, Pod of 69, which is what you should call that. No. How you guys missed that, I'm very disappointed. <laughs> we would immediately be, t- we're already explicit, even if we don't swear Pod of 69. <laughs> um and, and and honestly i was just so excited we were covering dream on um i lost track of time we all did so you get to take uh that song off and put a new one on so what are you feeling here tonight what do you want to put on the day you know you know you had told me to think about this yeah for like a week you, yeah yeah and i've been pondering it and i've been pondering it you got your phone and, in your hand right now. You forgot about it until this very second, and now you're looking at the Aerosmith discography, but, and you're going to pick it blindly at random. No, I, I am not. I'm picking – it was a song from Live Bootleg again because we took a oh, song fuck. of Live, Live Bootleg. Why are we off. doing Live Bootleg again? Because I want to. Oh, my God. This is my pick. All right. And, and we're throwing Sight for Sore Eyes on there. Okay. And what are your recollections of Sight for Sore Eyes? I I I like I, I like the whole SOS put play on words with it, so I thought that would be cool. How is there an SOS in that? Yeah, so, uh, so I for sore eyes, but you ignore the F and you just go with the O. Oh, I got you. Okay, that's a little bit of a stretch, but I'll I'll go with that. I am not as upset that we didn't pick a song because I think honestly, what threw it off was the whole cover album that we heard, you know, hearing Ronnie James Dio is enough to, uh, to throw off your senses to where you can't think straight about anything else because he's just that damn good. Very good point. Yep. I totally forgot about that. Uh, So. God, we're getting old. I know. Oh God. (laughs) I I hurt my hip sleeping last night and it bugged me all day. I'm like, how the fuck did I hurt myself sleeping? But I did. And I'm sore. Uh, I, let's... I won't tell you that I once yawned and pulled a muscle in my neck. Oh, everybody's done that. Everybody. like It's a monthly occurrence, I'm sure. You don't want to know even the, the masturbation injuries John has suffered uh, throughout the years here. Like, and he, he describes them ad nauseum. Uh, not, not even to myself. <laughs> <laughs> That's a whole other story. The ones to yourself. But yeah, my goodness. <laughs> All right, let's let's recap the dice here, shall we? We got uh, Devil's Got a New Disguise, You See Me Crying, Sight for Sore Eyes from Live Bootleg, Legendary Child, Deuces Are Wild, and I'm Down. Uh, Scott, anything in particular you want to hear today? I'm down for here and I'm down. There we go. Good call, John. I want Sight for Sore Eyes because I just put it on and I want to take it off. Perfect. Uh, I want uh, Legendary Child. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to find a song past 1997 that john actually likes from this band so i'm hoping that might be it all right uh let's uh, throw it over to steven tyler and we are going to come up with deuces are wild this is a john pick uh from the beavis and butthead soundtrack and from the big ones compilations uh john i know you're you're a big fan of the big ones compilations uh tell us uh just uh, maybe uh, briefly uh, your recollections of Deuces Are Wild. So so, so I ended up owning the song twice because I owned both the Beavis and Butthead soundtrack because I was a huge fan. I was such a big fan of Beavis and Butthead in school. I wrote a, my one article for the school paper about them, about like the moms groups, like rallying against them and how that was wrong. Um, but Beavis and Butthead were two cartoon characters that would com- comment on music videos in the 90s. 
And they were so popular, they came out with a movie. The movie co-starred Bruce Willis and Demi Moore. I shit you not. That's a thing that happened. And um, the soundtrack featured Aerosmith. And this track, Deuces of Wild, which was also released on the, the big ones, um, Greatest Hits album, which was one of many. But it's one of many Greatest Hits albums of Aerosmith, but it was the first one of the Geffen era. And it really spotlighted and showcased like all of those great hits that you had been listening to on the radio since like the mid 80s through the 90s on one album and spliced in a couple of extra tunes, this being one of them. And I I love this track. I, I, I don't know how this track didn't make it onto an album, but um, I'm glad we listened to it tonight. It's the uh, second uh, track, uh, like newer track, if you will, off of uh, big ones that we've done. We did Walk on Water uh, as well. Um, Scott, do you have any uh, recollection of this one? Have you ever heard uh, Deuces Are Wild? I, I've seen the Beavis and Butthead movie multiple times. Uh, I, I can't place the song off the top of my head, but I'm sure once I hear it, I'll be like, oh, yeah, that's it. Um, it's very possible that the reason that it didn't make it onto an Aerosmith album was because of whatever deal that they did for the film. That might have been part of the contract, trying to boost the sales of the soundtrack, of uh, getting Aerosmith fans to buy it because they couldn't get it anywhere else. There you have it. So uh, so, so I, just, I, I did just look into it. It looks like it was one of the songs cut off of Pump. Oh. So it would have been part of Pump, and we know how jam-packed that album is. So it kind of... like. Any of these three albums, right? We understand why a song like this gets cut, like any song gets cut, because you know wh- whether whether it's Scott's favorite, the Permanent Vacation, Pump, or or, or Corey's favorite, Get a Grip. Um, these out al- these albums are outstanding, and songs that don't make the the cut don't mean they're bad songs. Yeah. Oh, not at all. And actually, there, there's a story here I want to share with you guys. Uh, this song is written by Steven Tyler and Jim Valance. We're talking about Brian Adams. Jim Valance is a huge contributor uh, to the Brian Adams catalog, too. And apparently, uh, Valance wrote the music for the song in 1988 and recorded a demo for it. And then he sent the demo uh, to the band on a cassette that included other potential Aerosmith songs like The Other Side. Uh, according to Jim Valance, Geffen A&R rep John Callender, who's one of the uh, Callender... How do we say that name wrong? John Callender... Uh, liked the music and the lyrics, but did not like the song's title. Valance and Tyler refused to change it, and Calendar responded by nixing the song from Pump. Valance noted that he believed that the released version was simply his home demo with overdubs by Tyler, Joe Perry, and Joey Kramer, rather than being a complete Aerosmith recording. So that's something we'll have to try and keep an ear out for. This was a single uh, released uh, off of uh, Big Ones. Uh, it hit uh, number one, actually, in the U.S. mainstream rock tracks, number 25, in the, on the Canadian top singles track. Um, so if this gets included, it's going to be on the all-time Aerosmith top nine. So what do you say, boys? Time for a little Deuces Are Wild. But before we do that, time to play my favorite game. How many times has Deuces Are Wild been performed by Aerosmith in their career? Uh, let's start with John Mariano. 25. 25. Scott Haskin? I was thinking 15. Well, you're both over, so you both lose, but it was wow. 14. 14 times, all in 1994. Mm-hmm. Kind of surprising because uh, I know they like this song and they just did a Deuces or Wild residency in Vegas. They didn't play it once during the residency. Well, that happened. And you'd think that they would, especially with the new Beavis and Butthead movie having come out. 
uh, which I, I haven't seen, so I, I can't comment on it. But you think that, you know, hey, the sequel to the movie is coming out. This would be a great time to bring that song back into the the set. But um, yeah, I guess not. Maybe it just maybe they didn't feel it translated to the stage. I, I have seen the new Beavis and Butthead movie. You don't sound excited. I just wanted to, I thought we were admitting what we've seen and not seen. So I forgot to chime in. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you for that, uh, John. Here we go. Here's a little Deuces Are Wild from the Beavis and Butthead Experience and the Big Ones compilation. like the vocal layering in this song it's really nice but i'm trying to imagine where it was in the film do you guys remember i've i i forgot because it's been a while since, since i've seen the film but what i can say is based on when the song is recorded this is almost a precursor to what we're going to get on get get a grip because even though it was released after um we know we now know it was recorded before and this this feels like it goes right in with those those ballads on Get a Grip in so many ways. And and it's funny because I I, I just I'm I'm really digging this. Like you could put this right up there with, with Angel, you could put this right up there with what it takes, you could put this like just the opening of this, right? Like we haven't listened to the whole song yet. But 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 these opening lyrics and the way it's layered layered over over the guitars like that is uh is a pretty special Aerosmith sound. All right, that I've been loving you since you was a child girl line did not age well. <laughs> no, it did not. Especially in the case of Steven Tyler, but the, you know, the, the chorus is pretty catchy, Scott. Yeah. Yeah, it really is. Um, Steven's really singing at, at the top of his game. I think on this right now, I'm feeling a lot of passion coming in. <laughs> Probably shouldn't be saying those words, but uh, definitely feeling like he's really into this song. Um now I feel like everything I'm going to say is wrong. Well, I'm 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 going to loosen it up a little bit for you guys because I, I I was a little bit of a kid when the song came out, and I always took it as young love. Like I know we know a lot more about Steven Tyler now, and it definitely has some different connotations. But how, what it meant to me was kind of like my high school girlfriend, right? Like I've been loving you since you were a child. Could be like I grew up with this girl and uh, I fell in love with her. And we all have that kind of love, or we've all had that kind of love. We know somebody who has had that kind of love. 
Um, so, so I've always taken it that way. I know that we can scrutinize the author, but I'm going to do you guys a favor and at least give you another lens to look at this song through. I like we'll, it. We'll take it. Okay, that that line always bugged me. Uh, someone slammed the door so hard I fell out of bed screaming, Mama's little baby loves shortening bread. I've fallen out of a few beds in my day. I've never screamed that. What the fuck is he getting to there? No, no, no. no. I, I, I see again. I, I think that you're looking at the lyrics the wrong way. I think whoever slammed the door screamed, Mama's little baby loves shortening bread. Somebody was just being a dick and waking somebody up, and, and, and they were like, they slammed the door and like, Mama's little baby loves shortening bread. And you're like, what the fuck? And you wake up and you and you fall on the floor. Wow, you Americans are mean. I can't imagine anyone doing that. Scott, is that a thing? I I, I think it is in the Mariano funny. household. But here, uh, I think that he probably just tried to find a clever rhyme and went back to that song, uh, Mammy's Little Baby, which I, I'm not sure if that's now considered uh, like a racist song or something that you're not supposed to sing along with all the other things we're not supposed to do now. It's it's just an odd uh, to me. It's a very odd and out of place line. And, and Stephen's a good wordsmith. I like the flow of it. Like the length of that that line works really well with the timing. But uh, I don't know. It, it the line the words themselves. I, I'm not connecting with those. But you could be right, John. When we do the um, Aerosmith revisited convention, and we can't afford more than one room together, and we're rooming together, I'm waking both of you motherfuckers up this way. <laughs> fortunately we uh we're, we're doing the convention in vegas and i can just stay home and meet you guys at the show <laughs> no we're staying at your place then i, I can't afford a place. vegas hotel, a hotel? yeah you don't make enough money for a hotel who are you kidding scott? <laughs> that's true it's true we don't all make scott haskin money from our books and our record deal and all that shit <laughs> well i'm not making money when they get stuck at the border of canada and you can't even get them that's right my books have been sitting at the border for eight days now i'm, I'm getting a little worried I'm not a fan of this. All right, if that is just the demo with a couple of overdubs on it, I don't believe it because that sounds really polished and really good. I know uh, Bruce Fairbairn takes a lot of shit uh, from people. I think he's an exceptional producer and like everything had space. Uh, everything you could hear, everything mixed perfectly. Like I thought, I think this track sounds amazing. I agree. Uh, the toms are really cutting through, and you know he's such a melodic drummer anyway that that's that's an important thing for Aerosmith sound. Um, but the bass sounds good. The guitars are great. They're not overriding the vocals at all. Steven's cutting through, but he's not too loud. Like, this is a great mix. 
it, it really is. And you got that nice acoustic guitar in the background, uh, you know, with mm -hmm. the electric writing on top of it. Like, there's really nothing to, to complain about here at all, John. No, I, I think I think it's um, I I I think it I think it's a really polished, really good song. There's no way this is a demo. Um, my question to you. Is this from the Beavis and Butthead soundtrack, or they released that album, the Beavis and Butthead Experience, which was supposed to feel like the TV show? Yeah, this is the Beavis and Butthead Experience. Yeah, so this is from the movie, right? So, so Scott, to answer your question, this doesn't show up in the movie. Okay. This is on the album that they released, the one, the one where they did the song with Cher, where where they re redid uh, "I Got You, Baby," but Butthead sings instead of Sonny Bono. Okay, because everything I, I've been trying to look it up and everything I'm seeing, it just says Deuces Are Wild with Beavis and Butthead outro. So I don't know if this was the outro to that or not. Well, it's But it's, so the, it's a, I do recognize the song. I have heard this before. So in case you're wondering, and we're not going to hear it on this version, but there is an outro on the Beavis and Butthead um, song that goes a little bit like, <laughs> and that's that's kind of the outro of the song. It's just the, the two of them laughing like morons after it's over. Ah. Uh, no, this uh, soundtrack, the Beavis and Butthead experience, you don't want to talk about some uh, top-notch acts. Nirvana's on this thing, Anthrax, Megadeth, Run DMC, White Zombie, Primus, Sir Mix-a-Lot, the Chili Peppers, and Jackal doing their classic and, song, Mental Masturbation. And share. And share with I Got You, Babe, yeah. So so let's say this is a demo. How is Steven both singing and playing harmonica at the same time? Because I'm I'm not an, we know I'm not an expert on instruments, but I'm pretty sure both of those things are done with your mouth. Yeah, but a, a demo can be multiple tracks. So it doesn't have to be just everybody recording all at once on a demo. You could do like a four track demo. Uh, correct, Scott. Uh, I'm not the musician on the panel, but yeah, they can they can be overdubbed um, because sometimes you want to say, hey, how would it sound if we added a tambourine to this? What if we layered a vocal in? Um, a demo just basically means they recorded it outside of what they would have considered to be a final take. Maybe they were still writing it. Maybe they said, let's just lay this down and see how it sounds. Um, and some, I mean, if, if they're already in the studio and they're working, they've already got everything set up. So the instruments are already set up to sound good. They're mic'd and EQ'd and everything. Um, there's no reason a demo can't sound this good. It you just it just isn't usually finalized and mastered this way. Because my, my concern was Steven somehow was singing and learned how to play the harmonica with his anus. And if he did, and we've never seen that in concert, we've we've been robbed. Or he sang out of his anus and played the harmonica with his mouth. You can't really say what he's saying. You know, he could be farting that. We don't know. That's true. It's it is very uh, the, the it, lyrically it's very. Um, Left to your imagination. I got to tell you, because uh, what Jim Valance was alleging was that 
Uh, it was his home demo with Joe Perry, Joe Kramer, and Steven Tyler overdubs. That means he's just doing the acoustic guitar probably and the bass, which mm-hmm. if his home demo of, on the acoustic guitar and the bass sound that good, uh, full credit to Jim Valance and how he does demos because it sounds great. Yeah, the the sound quality is, you know, like I said, the mix is great, but but to get a good mix, you have to get a good recording. And um, if that's what he got, just, you know, let me just turn the tape on and start recording. Uh, and, and like I said, unless, you know, it's his studio, so he probably works there all the time. He might already have a good sound and everything already dialed in. But either way, uh, you know, that's got to blend with Steven recording and anything else that's done, drums and all that. Final production is fantastic. John, do you like a, a good harmonica solo? Did you uh, did you miss the guitar solo at all uh, instead of a harmonica no. solo? No, 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 not on this song. This song, I felt like it was very appropriate. Um, it, I'm kind of kicking myself that I haven't like slow danced with women in bars to the song more often because it feels like that's the appropriate setting to drunkenly try to hit on somebody and pick up a slow dance with this song because it feels like a really good bar setting song, especially end of the night. Two two young lovers meet for the first time. I feel like I gotta go out, out more, guys. That's what I feel like. With this song. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like that too. Yeah, time to heal from those uh, masturbation uh, injuries. Put on mental masturbation and, and have yourself a good time. Again, I didn't hurt myself with I those injuries, Corey. <laughs> That's why you can still go out to the club. <laughs> that's deuces are wild written and recorded 1988-1989 released uh 1993 on the beavis and budded experience in 1994 uh on the big ones uh geffen only compilation album by aerosmith gentlemen the arrow uh aerosmith all-time top nine this is a song that could replace something on there so let's uh, just recap what is currently on the uh, aerosmith top nine we have let the music do the talking Chip Away the Stone, The Other Side, Hangman Jury, Crazy, Eat the Rich, Mama Kin, Shut Up and Dance, and Helter Skelter. So the question becomes, does Deuces or Wild deserve a spot on that list? And if so, what's coming off? Scott, let's start with you. Well, the nice thing is that now that we all have our own, um, you know, three slots to pick and save three songs. Nobody has to hate me for taking Helter Skelter off, but I would say this is a better song than Helter Skelter. John? I can't believe I'm about to say this. The 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 moons might be aligned. I don't know how many moons we have on this planet, but at least two of them are aligned right now because uh, Scott and I are in agreement with each other. You know what? That's three for three. That's exactly mm-hmm. what I was thinking too. I like Helter Skelter. I like it when the Beatles did it. I liked it when U2 did it. I liked it when Aerosmith did it. I liked it when Motley Crue did it. Everybody does it. But, you know, it, it, it's a cover. And uh, I think I like Deuces Are Wild better than I do Helter Skelter. So this is an easy one this week, boys. Helter Skelter off of the all-time Arrow Top 9, replaced by Deuces Are Wild. Nice. Yeah, it's a good song. It's got uh, it's just got such a great feeling to it. And it's really, it's got that classic Aerosmith even though they they might not be together in in life, you know they might all be in different uh, places, not talking to each other. But when they're in the studio, 
in a, on a song like this, they really feel like one unit all playing the same song together. And uh, it just it just feels really good. This is definitely a song that um, deserves a spot for now, at least. Could not agree more. And uh, if anyone from the Aerosmith camp is listening, and I'm sure they are, um, you know, maybe tell the boys to break this one out every once in a while. Uh, we keep hearing that uh, there might be tour plans in the works. Of course, Stephen had some issues uh, at the end of uh, last year. But uh, John actually heard a rumor. And maybe do you want to uh, tell us uh, all on the call here uh, what that rumor is? So, so, so this is completely unsubstantiated, unsubstantiated, un, unfathomable. I'm, I'm not sure what I'm saying right now. But what I can tell you is I was listening to the radio the other day um, and the DJ, and I'm full disclosure, I don't remember which D DJ it was, so I can't throw anybody under the bus, said that Aerosmith right now is possibly in the studio recording an album. So where that rumor comes from or how solid that lead is, I'm not sure. But if anybody um, can, can substantiate it, please tweet at us, uh, any of us or our account, and let us know for sure because we have no verification on this and we have no inside person. And we'd very pretty much like it if they recorded an album. I think it would be great. And, you know, go on tour for that album for your 50th and, and play Deuces or Wild. Why not? But, John... We got a little piece of business to do uh, yet before we call it a night. That was one of your uh, picks uh, on the dice, so you get to replace it with something else. What are you thinking? So, so, so I'm thinking I want to listen to a song I've never heard before. All right. So, so um, this one's called "Love Triple X," and this is from music from another dimension. And I, everybody knows at this point, at pretty much it. After nine lives, I, I completely checked out of Aerosmith. So this will be completely new to me. Have either of you guys ever heard of Love Triple X before? Oh, I have uh, quite a few times. I own music from another dimension. I even have it on vinyl. So I know exactly what song uh, you're talking about. Uh, Scott, I I'm guessing this will be a first time listen for you too. I've heard of the album title. Well, there you go. That's something. <laughs> That's as far as I get. All right, so to recap the dice for next week, we have Devil's Got a New Disguise, You See Me Crying, Sight for So Rise from Live Bootleg, Legendary Child from Music from Another Dimension. I'm down and newly added this week, Love Three Times. Uh, I tell you, I, I can't wait to see what you guys think of that one, and I will just leave it at that. Uh, Scott, as we uh, call it a night here, let the fine folks uh, know where they can find you and what you got coming up. I'm just going to say, I think it's been eight weeks since one of my picks has come on, on the dice. I just realized that. <laughs> it's been a long time. Yes, it, <laughs> it has. has. <laughs> uh, well, like I said earlier, uh, and thanks for the plugs, guys. I really appreciate it. Uh, everything that I'm doing, you can find the hub for at my website, www.scotthaskin.com. The Haskin Cast podcast, Rye Heap the Magicians podcast, music, uh, books, albums, all kinds of fun stuff. Uh, it's, a, it's a cavalcade of fun. Perfect. And John, you got anything coming up you want to promote? I don't like to leave the house. You know what? I don't blame you. I don't either. Uh, but if you want to uh, follow John on uh, Twitter uh, or anywhere else, uh, it's at John Marioni or John Mariano NY, uh, depending how you want to uh, spell it. Uh, Backtrack Steam Music uh, is a show that John and I do. Uh, talking all things music and movies. Uh, this week's show was a, a song from Guardians of the Galaxy. That was a lot of fun to do. So uh, go back and check that out if you're uh, so inclined. Uh, you can catch me on And the Podcast Will Rock with Mark Meyer talking everything Van Halen. Uh, we got a big live show as we're uh, taping this uh, coming up uh, for Fuck It February. 
and uh, big plans for March and April. So uh, check us out on the Deep Dive Podcast Network and wherever you get your podcasts from. And until next time, on behalf of Scott Haskin and John Mariano, my name is Corey Marsa. Thank you very much for listening. And as always, we'll give the final word to Stephen Tyler. (laughs) 